Welcome to the Lame Thrower Podcast for this sometime in March. Uh, my name is Jason McMaster. I uh, host this thing and uh, also write about games and stuff. This week I'm joined by special, well, just always special because, you know, he's special. He's my friend, Anthony Gallegos from Unknown Worlds. And we're going to talk about the forest. Yeah. Well, Sons of the Forest, not to get anybody confused. Um, Sons of the Forest is out now in early access and they're doing bi-weekly updates, which, uh, is pretty cool. gives you something to look forward to. I always liked that, um, that kind of that mechanic, you know, uh, not mechanic, but like that, that metric where they put like a countdown whenever there's going to be an update, um, gets people interested in your game, uh, and keeps bringing them back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, can you hear that dog? Yeah, no, that's good though. It gives me in the forest spirit. My neighbor's dog is occasionally will hear like a <laughs> siren in the distance and then just decide that it's got to let everyone know. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that game's out. I don't know. I think it's good. I think it's. Uh, yeah. I just think it's too early to to commit too much time to at this point. Like I thought sure. it seemed content complete, and I think it is story content complete. Yeah, I think so. But there's enough missing features to it that I feel like at this point, I think we, I want to say we probably got like 60 to 80 percent through the story. Oh, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so Anthony and I have been playing this together and uh, I've played uh, solo as well as he has, but we haven't really gone past any place that we haven't both gone together. Uh and yeah, you know, uh, just flying around solo on the island, I, I've seen a couple of places that look interesting, uh, but I just don't see that much more really to um, to do in the story. Um, of course, I could be wrong, hell. But uh, it, it's the interesting thing about the forest, and, and this isn't really supposed to be a negative, uh, is that it's not really a survival game. You know, it's it's a it's an adventure game that you can play survival stuff in well i mean it does have survival mechanics in the sense that you gotta worry i guess what makes a survival game is the question right it's like is if it has food and water is it suddenly a survival game i don't know um that's a good question um because most of them are like that, right? And if they're not, um, then like there's all these other games that kind of have this this kind of mechanic where you have food and water, but it's only just to boost you. You know, it's not necessary. Yeah, yeah. I'm really not sure uh, what all counts. Is it like does it have to have building to be a survival game, or could you have a shelterless survival game where you just like you worry about food and water, but there are like caves you can get into, and that counts as survival? I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess in that in that uh, way, Sons of the Forest would 
would count because you do need, well, yeah, you do need to sleep. You do need to eat. You do need to drink. Um, but I think maybe what I, what I should say is that it's like, what, at what point does it, you know, uh, you, you don't have to engage with a lot of the mechanics, I guess, is, is what I mean. There's like so much stuff in the game that you can completely ignore. Uh, um, yeah, that's true. I mean, a lot of the, even the survival mechanics, most of them are pretty trivial, you know? Well, very much so. It's like you find so much stuff. Now, I have not played on hard or whatever, so... Um, but you find so much stuff that it's hard to imagine ever really being in need. Um, in normal, at least. Uh, and then on top of that, you know, it's just, uh, it just gets harder the longer you go. In what way? The, uh, the monsters, you know, like if you build a base, Mm-hmm. everything kind of starts coming for you. You know, uh, it, it, it ramps up so much. Um, without a base, you you don't have that problem as much. You'll still run into them and everything, but you can just run away most of the time. Yeah, I don't actually... I think that's one of my main criticisms about the game in its current state. Right. Is that building a base is basically a detriment. There's no reason to do it. You get punished for doing it. And for the heavy time investment that it takes, it's kind of like you're setting yourself up, I guess, unless you really enjoy the combat in the forest and you want to have like multiple daily combat encounters. um, Right. Then there could be something to that. Um, And maybe if like the, uh, yeah. And maybe if the, like, the people you fought in the mutants offered some like crucial resources that you could only get that way. So you were like, Oh, I want to build a base and build it up so that I attract more attention so I can get a resource from them. But they don't, you know, they offer resources, but most of it's stuff you can find in abundance everywhere else. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, the thing I like finding the most on, on cannibals or, or whatever is just coins. I run out of coins making bombs. That's like one of the rare resources I don't ever have enough of. Do you like to play it more by yourself now that you've tried it? Like I've never played a forest game really by myself for any lengthy part of time. It's always a multiplayer game to me. And I'm wondering if the balance is all fucked up because I'm playing it in multiplayer rather than single player. Yeah, I don't, I don't know because the problem with single player forest, and like I said, I'm not playing on hard, just playing on normal, is that you can run through so much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, th- there's a lot of different monsters that just they don't move fast. Now there's one or two that does, you know, but like uh, the babies, you might as well not fight those because they just they don't move very quick and they don't do that much damage, and they're tedious to fight. Yeah, right. You just waste a lot of stamina if you're trying to stab them, and shooting them is kind of a waste. And it is funny the way they fly, but I mean, you know. Um, but uh, you know, and so many enemies are like that. Uh, so in single player, it for me is like I run through most of it, and then there's a lot of places in caves where enemies you can just get them stuck, or in some of the caves you can get them to jump into the water, which they all instantly drown. Hmm. Uh, so. So you could kind of just go through the game 
hauling ass once you know what you're doing. Now, solo, I would not want to do, you know, solo first time through would be tougher, I think, because, you know, we go through the caves, we clear everything out and we just loot everything. So when I'm playing solo, I have an idea of where I need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so the running's not so bad then. Well, of course, if you have no idea what's in the cave, like you're going to have to explore it, then yeah, the, it, it's kind of awful. Um, and I think multiplayer takes some of the edge off because it's so easy to get revived. Um, yeah, combat is pretty trivial in multiplayer, except for the fact that it seems like it's either really trivial or they just compensate for that by throwing like an annoying amount of enemies at you. Um, right. I think that the way that they've upped the difficulty by increasing the enemy count has, in a way, exposed a little bit of the the limitations of their AI a bit more. It wasn't always as obvious when you uh, when you played sure. um, by yourself and there was fewer guys early on because they would do things. And you'd be like, oh, they run up in the tree and stuff like that. But now when you see them fighting for space and stuff like that, you see them end up like running in place, trying to get past each other and stuff. And it, it definitely, I think is kind of, I don't know what this, what a good solution is there, but it kind of harms the immersion a bit, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I think that they're, one of the things they're trying to do is adjust hit points more. So I, who knows they might drop the enemy numbers and just make them harder to kill, which is makes more sense in a multiplayer game in my opinion, uh, like this one, at least. Uh, so eventually you do start to have space issues, especially in those caves. I don't know. Um, but uh, in all, you know, I'll say everything I've been saying is, is relatively negative sounding, but I actually really like Sons of the Forest so far. I've played a good bit of it. Uh, I just think it's, it's something I discovered with the first forest is like you hit a certain point and you realize I don't really need a base or any of the survival stuff, or anything to play this game. Yeah, and if you're just playing it for narrative stuff and you want to go about it that way, I think that's totally fine, you know? Um, Yeah. I think it just is a little disappointing for me because I think so much of the fun we had in the first one was building our base and putting up zip lines, and we built a raft boat that we took around the island and all this stuff. (laughs) That's awesome. I think I just had different expectations of what this game was going to be um, than what it is. And that's fine. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I like it, but I, I think I'm done with it for now. Sure. I understand that. Um, And I'm hoping, you know, and it's not going to be that long, I think until it reaches one point. Yeah. That's what I mean. I just mean 1.0. I just want to go and finish it once it's like, got all the stuff that all they the, want there and yeah and hopefully they can address some of the quirky stuff with multiplayer like i think it has a lot of issues you know with with oh, uh, god locking content behind items that you find in the world and so it means yeah. everybody has to have the key story items so there's no real sense of like drop in drop out multiplayer you know it's so that's made oh, it tough no, too it's yeah. been really hard to coordinate and figure out when we can all be there so that we're all making progress um, yeah, which is so weird, uh, because at the end of the day, there's what three items you have to have to begin the the story, really start 
digging into the story. Yeah. Um, and once you know that, obviously it's easy to do. Um, but until that point, yeah, it's, it's a little, it's a little weird because some of those caves are a real pain in the ass. Um, like, uh, like, you know, for the, the shovel, there, there's a shovel you have to get. I feel that there's not that much of a spoiler. Um, and the, the shovel is kind of like what you have to have to progress. Um, and it's just like that, that cave is an absolutely freaking nightmare. <laughs> uh, the first time through, uh, after that though, good God, you can drown the hell out of it. Um, but the, the thing about the forest, there are things that I really like about the forest. Um, it, just like the first game, it has a really good um, uh, kind of ambiance, a, a, a really good setting, and, and they've done a good job with like the graphics. Uh, I, I, and I don't, I don't think it's like just some impossibly beautiful game, but it looks really good. Um, no, go ahead. No, yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a great looking game in its composition and stuff like that. It's just the weather effects really do a lot of heavy lifting for yes. it. And yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's, really it's really great looking. That and the foliage, the foliage is pretty, uh, the thickness of it is, is impressive, uh, which I, I'm kind of glad people are doing more of that now because it really does add a lot uh, to a game. When you have, even if it's not like super high poly or whatever, just having a lot of it around adds realism to a world. Um, and uh, yeah, but but like, so, so the things about the Sons of the Forest that I really like, uh, certain weapons are awesome. Um, the shotgun, I really enjoy. Yeah. It just does so much. Uh, well, and, and it's like not even the damage so much as it is like the, the kickback from it. Like I love watching dudes fly uh, backwards. Yeah. It's just uh, it has way really too unrealistic physics, but that's totally fine for this. It feels awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, and I really like the pistol, but there's a the weird thing about Sons of the Forest to me is like there's so many weapons that you might not ever use. Uh, and that's fine because there's different play styles and everything, but they're just, it's like so many of them just kind of seem like, uh, like, like, uh, no, you know, no brainers. Right. Like, uh, it's like you use like the crossbow for a while and it's reload is so long. Uh, and you can't fire it from the hip. So putting a laser sight on it is pointless. Yeah, some of those attachment things seem like they were like, well, the attachment rail works for all attachments. And even though the flashlight's the only good one, you know, we'd have to right. disable it. So, you know, whatever, let them do it if they want. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the it's obviously the pistol is the laser sight weapon. Uh, and it works best that way. Um, one, one thing that I find interesting is that the... Melee weapons mostly seem preferable, uh, but there are certain places where the guns make a huge difference. Well, you've been playing in single player a lot more. I'm curious. In single player, do you end up having more of an ammo shortage at times? Because it seems like in um, multiplayer, 
we pretty much always have bullets for guns. Like it's never a problem. Right. You know, yeah, you do run into that. Um, cause I, you know, also I've been playing with my wife is just like a two player game. Uh-huh. And I will say in that game. Yeah. It, we have a lot more ammo issues, um, than we did in our game. Uh, and I, of course, I think a lot of that is, is that we also replayed a bunch of areas. Um, and one thing about the forest is everything respawns when you load the game. So if you just like have to go through the same cave and it's got a lot of ammo in it, you know, then you're just going to have a lot of ammo. Yeah. And it also just seems like a multiplayer in a bigger group. Like we had, you can get by with like two people using bows and someone meleeing and then like basically one person using a gun and therefore ammo from like five people's flowing to one person. And it's not so bad. Um, yeah, um, that and just like the spear is so powerful, um, as, as far as weapons go because of its stumble. Yeah. Uh, so if you have like two or three people with, with spears, you can just kill just about anything in that game without getting hurt. Yeah. It definitely feels like a game that actually has too many weapons, like too yes. many weapons with not enough uniqueness to them. Like I think the spear is a good weapon cause it's, it's got longer range. It can stumble people, but it has absolutely no blocking ability. Okay. Now it has a roll and it's like the club, uh, is like a heavy blocking weapon does good damage, but it's really slow. But then there's like the guitar and, <laughs> and I don't know. And it's just like eventually swords and stuff. And I'm just like, ah, there might be too many, you know? Um, yeah. I certainly think the, uh, the katana is awesome, of course, and it does a ton of damage, uh, and is fast, but uses stamina really fast. Um, but yeah, there's so many, there's like so many axes, uh, and you know, I, I haven't seen the whole game and it's not 100% content complete, but there's only one spear I've seen so far, <laughs> which is weird. Cause there's like 15 of every other weapon, um, and it just, yeah, it just seems like some of them are just like markedly better. Uh, like the stun baton over the stun gun. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. The, stu- like the stun gun's too easy to miss with. Yeah. And it, you have to reload after every shot. So it's just, it's so slow. Um, yeah. And you can't aim it because, yeah, you just like, you, you side it, you side fire for some reason. Yeah. A bunch of stuff like that where you're just like, these feel like they got added in because they could, but not necessarily because there was like a, a good planned rollout of the pacing of it and or like uh, the role it would serve. And a bit of that stuff, I like it. It's a really hard problem to solve when you can, in theory, go anywhere in the island in any order. Now, granted, there are some items and weapons that are locked behind progression points that you would have to go somewhere first. But some of the early yeah. guns and stuff like that, they're just there it's out there yeah Yeah. no that's that and that that actually brings me to my favorite part of the game which is the hang glider which you don't have to have anything to get uh you can literally just land and go get it um that is probably the coolest thing i've seen in a game in a while um the flying over the island stuff is just pretty rad but it almost feels like cheating yeah. Because you go so freaking fast. <laughs> yeah, although they do some stuff to limit its usefulness, like oh, God. not having access to a map while you're midair. Right. But you can learn the lay of the land enough to make use of it pretty effectively, I feel oh, like. Absolutely. 
Um, yeah, but that's great. I'm glad they did something like that instead of like a a mount or something like that. The world's too dense to really support something like uh like a horse or something of that nature. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, god, it is so dense. Um which is very cool. Uh I always like it when games do more realistic kind of wooded areas. It's uh it's somewhat rare. Uh but the uh but yeah, the the hang glider is so great. But the other drawback to it is having to carry it everywhere because it's the thing you can't just put in your backpack. It's like physically out all the time. So, you know, kind of traversal with it when you're not flying can be a big pain in the ass. But it's really not that bad because you can kind of just go from cliff to cliff and then eventually walk up to like a riverbed or something because there's no trees in a riverbed to to give you any issue. Um, which is like because it has Skyrim climbing. <laughs> it kind of feels weird though. It feels like they want you to use that hang glider when you find it to like yeah. go back or something, but they didn't intend that the hang glider was going to be something that you would keep using or something. Like maybe they thought you would use it when you were got all the way up there and then yeah. use it and fly down and be like, okay, done with that. And um, because it's not really something where it's like you can, it's it's not it's kind of a challenge to gain heavy elevation with it, um, right? Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just I'm not sure what their intent was with that because you know it needed to be a backpack deployable if it was supposed to be something that they wanted you to keep around and use more often. Oh yeah, and like in my solo game, I ran over, grabbed it. And then I took the next like 45 minutes to get to the tallest peak in the game and make a save there just to fly around and do whatever I want. Uh, and it's hard to resist. It just, uh, it's, it's just such a great feeling. Um, and it looks good. Like their draw distance is really good. So, you know, you fly over the lakes, you can see like the lake beds and stuff like that. The water light effects, uh, and just it's kind of cool because like you notice things from way up uh, that you wouldn't notice from on the ground, which is just like life. Obviously, you see patterns of places and everything from the air that you'd never notice while walking through them. So uh, it's just a it's a super cool feature. Uh, I like what they did. Um, yeah, I, I think that if they can add more stuff like that, it could be really cool. I mean, they have the sledding too, but the sledding is like super situational in terms <laughs> of usage. Cause it really is. Snow's only on one part of the level all the time. And then it's on all of the map at other, at like specific windows of time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd be happier if they'd done something like during snow. Yeah, I I think there's a lot of room for them to expand into like mechanically stuff that would make you feel like you actually like snow doesn't really. I don't know if you've noticed. I think snow when you're cold and wet, it might make your food go down faster, but I'm not totally sure. Um, Right. Overall, it or your stamina gets impacted. I've seen that. Yeah, it does. Yeah, um, bar freezes over. But it's not like so bad. I feel like it'd be cooler for a game like this that's going to go through the trouble of doing snow and stuff if snow actually impacted your ability to get around. But you could, right. but you could craft something like snowshoes. Uh, you know, oh, that, that'd be great. That yeah. type of stuff to where it's like there's like buildables that you can use to overcome environmental factors. Um, you know, that type of stuff I think is more interesting. 
Um, it seems like The Long Dark has something like that, but I can't remember. I think it might. Um, but, you know, that game's also focused around exclusively snow. Um, right. But I would love to see more stuff like that. Like, you know, there's there just feels like there's a lot of features from this that you're like, oh, okay, I can see why they went early access. Like, there's no way to collect logs effectively like there was with, like, the sleds of the first game. <laughs> there's right. no way to catch rainwater currently. Um several things like that that you're like okay they're gonna get there um although again none of that is necessary to play the story and i could see if i was working on this game internally and i was just play doing playthroughs and testing i probably would like never have built a base and basically treated food and water like a thing i did you know engaged with every morning in the game and then engaged with halfway through each day and then basically never thought about otherwise um so that's the way I've been playing my solo games. It's just not building anything and going from cave or campsite to campsite or cave and, and um, just kind of zigzagging across the island as is necessary. Um, yeah. And I mean, again, it's because you find things like healing pills and stuff everywhere. Everywhere. And since those reset every time you log back in, it's it's really easy to find more. If If you wanted to try and put pressure on the player to need a base you would need to do things like limit the amount of pills they could ever find and not have right. them resp- and then do things like make healing plants more abundant so that players feel like oh well it is you know worth my time to build plants or settle down uh you know craft healing plants and stuff like that um that's it, that's that really is kind of the long and the short of it is the it's the settle down value there's just no value to it. It's fun and it's it's entertaining, but there's uh, there's no yeah. There's just no advancement beyond. Well, you finish your base now. You're just going to kill wave after wave of guys. Yeah, I guess maybe the one advancement thing I could see they have, but it's pretty minor at this point. Is um the strength factor? So as you cut down trees and stuff like that, your strength goes up. It's really kind of hard That's to true. see and perceive the growth in strength i feel like maybe it's like you know you cut down a tree and it takes one less swing um but uh i could see that that's like the one thing that if you actually sit there and chop down trees and build a base your strength will go up a few times um oh yeah and i I think the problem with strength too is like we don't have any sort of metric for it we don't we have no idea i think how (laughs) what our character's strength is Mm -hmm. and yeah uh yeah you're right there's just like no visible kind of anything uh uh, related to strength yeah uh, that is that is weird yeah hell they don't even explain it yeah exactly there's uh i think the only reason we learned about it was in a loading screen tooltip um you know but if it was like oh well if i sit there and build a base and work up my strength when winter comes around i won't struggle as much or you know, uh, I'll see that I can decapitate enemies more easily in combat or something like that. Or it even opened up like a new heavy attack or something. Um, There's all kinds of knobs that they could turn. And I'm curious to see which of those they decide to work with. Or if the sort of path to 1.0 is largely decided and it's mostly about, you know, increasing the number of buildables and stuff. And I will say like when you watch content about the forest, um, most people build bases and engage with these systems. It's just, uh, 
like uh, when you start to see through the through the through the sh- the like curtain, you know, you're like, oh, well, none of this is really necessary. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, I think really that's the problem. At the end of the day, as far as like the base building goes, is there's, yeah, there's no payout, and on top of that, um, yeah, it's not a, not just that it's no payout. There's it's like you're punished for it. So it, it just kind of is. Uh, well, it's still in development, and I'll say that I hope that they make some things that require something, or or maybe even have another mode of the game. You know, like our difficulty level that's just like base building stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but it, it reminds me of the original forest in, in that manner. It's like in the forest, you didn't have to really build bases either. You could just run through it. But of course, we didn't have like the any sort of background on it like we did going into Sons of the Forest. Yeah, that's true. Um, it sucks that I want to wait for... Uh like for the 1.0 to come out because I am intrigued by the story. Like at first, Oh, it's a much cooler. At first I thought this story seems kind of weird. And why are they doing it this way? Because I was like, I thought I was expecting a game that picked up, you know, very much on the tail of the cliffhanger ending of the first one. And, you know, I became very invested in the first game story, which I wasn't until like the last, like, I don't know, yeah. 10% and then it gets fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> so now I'm like curious. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so now, but now over the t- course of the game and they do a really good job with like, there's only a few like note, traditional game note things you find. Um, right. And most of those are pretty not like, and this is the, where the bad guy did the bad thing. It's like, they're much more ambivalent. Um, and you kind of have to think and put everything together. And I think there's enough allusions to what happened that now I'm starting to see how the game connects to the first story. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm curious to see where that goes. Um, I, I will admit, I kind of like the, uh, like the, I, I like the, the gated kind of feel of it. Um, comparable to the forest because the forest you could just run through, um, I mean, it's like all just connected uh, straight out. But but this one, you have to go above ground and find all these connected things. And I, I think that's pretty cool. And the trappings of the story are very cool. Um, very mysterious. Yeah, I, I'm I'm like, um, I think I can see how it's going to connect to the last game. And I'm curious to see how they do that. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> uh, it's a, you know, like, I think it's a cool game. It definitely feels, you can tell like, Oh, this is a sequel. to the first one, um, yes. a couple of things that I'm a little like also wondering if they're going to further develop is like their, uh, companion AI stuff. I think it's totally fine where it's at. Um, yes, <laughs> but I would like to see the player have similar levels of control over, your other AI companion that you have over, um, <laughs> Virginia, uh, whatever. Yeah. Virginia, right? Virginia. Think, so. But what's the other guy's name? Kelvin. Kelvin. Yeah. Kelvin, you can, you can manage pretty well, but Virginia is like a rogue agent, right? She like right. comes and goes as she pleases. Um, 
And, you know, if you decide to give her armaments, she definitely <laughs> uses those as she pleases too. Um, oh, yes. And she's, I, she's hardcore. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she downed a friend when we were playing the other day. Like, she just shot and killed and, like, killed. I think she downed Kelvin or something like that. <laughs> Because Kelvin got in the way, and it was just like Jesus Christ, you know. Um, so uh, that is something about playing solo too. Is yeah, you have Kelvin, but you don't really engage with Virginia very much, and you don't really engage with Kelvin very much uh, in a solo game, right? Because uh, you aren't doing all the collection stuff, right? Right. Um, I'm just running. So all it is is like Kelvin just like half a mile behind me the entire game. I wish they did a better job of explaining why Kelvin, like it, it doesn't make sense to me that you can't <laughs> give Kelvin even like a basic defensive option. Yeah. Because in theory, at least in my rough understanding of the story, is that Kelvin was a soldier, right? Wasn't he one of the soldiers with you? Yeah, yeah, he's certainly, he's on the helicopter. So I guess, uh, I guess yeah. he must have sustained like actual brain brain damage. Because he's got like a child, like uh, almost like toddler like mentality to him. (laughs) Whereas Virginia is like the fucking Terminator that just shows up out of nowhere, you know? Um, Oh, there's no pity in Virginia. We'll put it that way. (laughs) Yeah, she's there to fucking clean house all the time. Oh, yeah. She's mad. Um, So I'm like, oh, maybe it would be, maybe, you know, it would be too easy if Kelvin was like that. But I'm like, can I at least give Kelvin like a fucking spear or something? He's just like. So he doesn't just get bowled over by everything. Yeah, exactly. Every time they show up, it's like, oh, where'd Kelvin shit himself? You know, he's just like on the ground. (laughs) It just feels kind of sad. It is kind of sad. But I don't know. I mean, I, I. like all these things, like it's really easy to find the things that you're critical of, especially in relaxed. Sure. Um, but it is coming together like really well. Like I, I don't have Steam open right now, but I know that I've played it a ton. And like I'm, I wasn't like stopping because I disliked it. I stopped because I'm like, ah, uh, we're hitting so many difficulties with multiplayer that I'd like to just give it a chance to. to oh, absolutely. To get there. Um, so. Uh, it says you've played 11 hours recently, but the game came out more than two weeks ago. So yeah, played and, a bunch that and to be fair, I haven't been playing like every night or anything like that. That's the thing. It's the other part of it is that because I've been multiplayer, I've been not playing as much because mm-hmm. I don't want to progress things when other right. people aren't around because then that means redoing it. Um, right. So... No, yeah, and that's like I've just made multiple games to like mess around on the islands. I have like thirty six hours, um, just kind of. I'm sure almost half of it's like hang gliding at this point, but uh, uh, yeah, it, and it's a game. It's it's a lot like its predecessor if so far in the way it feels, but it's it's a it's a much in, more entertaining story to me on the way through. Yeah. Yeah, whereas, yeah, the forest, like, that last 10%, man, that is something else. This one starts away earlier. Yeah, that's the thing about the first forest is I felt like we didn't even really understand that there, like, we knew there was a story, but the story was there are cannibals, find your son, and that's all we cared about. And then it was like, oh, here's some weird sci-fi shit at the end. You can find videos out about it everywhere. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then this game right off the bat is like kind of hitting you more over the head with like, 
weird facility sci-fi shit. Like I, I think that's the thing. In the first game, they 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 definitely hid the fact oh, that they... there was any technological oh, yes. presence on the island. Uh, and so it was all primitive for a really long time. In this game, within like five minutes, you're like, oh, technological presence. You know, this oh, isn't just primitive much. stuff. So, um, And you have kind of an idea at the beginning of the game because of the trappings of the story where you're looping flying in to fir- rescue. Yes. You know, yeah. To yeah, rescue these like super wealthy people. And there's like little little golf carts and stuff around and everything. It, it feels so like lost to or, me. lost or, or like, you know, uh, the second Jurassic park movie of like the other Island or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's just all been abandoned for a while and overgrown. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's, I, and I really do enjoy the game. Like I said, I've been real critical, but it's, uh, I, I there's not a lot of other stuff I'd spend, yeah, almost 40 hours playing if I didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's easy to be critical, but it, it's not actually like a... Uh, it's not me being critical because I think it's actually bad or anything. It's just... Oh, yeah. it, there's enough things about it that I like that I'm like, ah, it just needs like these like 20 extra things to get it over there. And I hope that that's what they're like planning with their time. Because right. it'd be really easy on your roadmap of this just to be like, Let's just keep adding more buildables and shit like that. And, right. um, you know, I think that's fine. Um, and I think that there's like a subset of people who want that, especially because this game does have a creative mode where you can just worry about being creative and stuff like that and just building and you can play without enemies. You can even play like through the story without enemies, I think. Um, and just sort of like do like story yeah. world exploration mode. Um, and that's fine. I, I think it's good to have options. Um, but I think that there's a real chance for them to, instead of just adding more to revisit some of the stuff that they have in there and try and figure out, like, are there design changes within the, st- the tools and stuff that they already have to make them have enhanced value? Um, right. Because I, I, that's my biggest... Like if I had to like summarize all my complaints into like one thing, it's that 90% of the stuff in my inventory doesn't fucking matter. There's like a, you know, it's really a game about using a few things to get through the entire game. Um, right. Oh, absolutely. You know, you, you have, you carry such a ridiculous amount of stuff on you too. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like, that, that's the a other mobile thing. base. Uh, right. You don't even need a base for storage because you carry so freaking much stuff. Yeah. Your character carries like just uh, to start like a hundred pounds of stones and then everything else on, you know, like 20 different weapons and uh, a giant bundle of sticks and bones. A hundred, hundred rolls of duct tape. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're just like, you would have like the, like Beverly, (laughs) most Beverly Hillbillies car backpack of all time. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) That's how, you know, we're old here. Um, (laughs) Beverly Hillbillies was a movie in the 90s for people that might maybe remember that and then it was a TV show I forgot that (laughs) I'm pretty sure wasn't there a Beverly Hillbillies movie I I think so yeah 1993 Um, there we go yeah but yeah the TV show was a 60s show Um, oh oh, yeah black and white and just I think think it was one of those shows that started in black and white and might have finished in color I think so um 
It's an old green acres. It's an old talkies, like everybody. Yeah, um, it was a talkie. It was. <laughs> uh, but no, that's yeah, that's kind of the thing. I think, and maybe that's what their hardcore mode is for. Maybe that's you know maybe they limit it in that, and I should just try that. But uh, I always like to judge stuff from the normal. Yeah, like setting, what is the intended you know? experience, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I will say the biggest thing I appreciate about the game overall is that it has multiplayer. Not enough survival games do multiplayer, especially yeah. like narrative focused ones. Um, and I think that it's a really smart decision, and it's it's uh obvious in the really great sales that they've had um oh yeah this is not a game i would play by myself i think initially or at least i think now having played multiplayer i could go and play by myself because uh playing in multiplayer has helped me master enough of the creatures and stuff that i do not fear them in the same way right but had I tried to play the single player the first time I went down in a dark cave and was fighting things, I probably would have just noped and just like never played anymore. So um, yeah. it's really nice to have that that helpful bit for of multiplayer to get a lot of people over the line of playing this. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And like in single player, it, there's permadeath pretty easily. I mean, you can reload, but you can permanently die pretty easily. Um, and that's a bummer. Yeah. And multiplayer, not so much. Uh, the only problem it has is it save states for characters. Like you have to save your character individually, or when you load back in, you'll just start where you last saved, which means you lose a lot of progress. Um, other than that, yeah, multiplayer is, uh, is pretty great. And uh, yeah, it certainly, certainly makes the caves a lot easier to handle on a uh, emotional level. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Uh, I hope that they focus mostly on improving systems. I don't think they need more enemies or anything like that. There's plenty of enemies. Yeah. Um, it's just improving and polishing up what they have and fixing some bugs. I mean, there's definitely been some pretty gnarly crash oh. bugs and progress enders and stuff, but. Absolutely. Um, um, there's a few of those. Uh, luckily, we've been. Pretty fortunate on that end. We've lost a little progress here and there, but yeah. Um, we're also a little bit more anal about uh, saving and stuff, I think, than a lot of people are initially. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I, I really enjoy Sons of the Forest, and uh, I look forward to seeing what they do in 1.0. Uh, I think it'll be I think it'll be a really great experience once it's done, and it's at a great price point right now. I don't know if it'll increase once they launch, but... Uh, uh, there's certainly no reason not to get it uh, if you enjoy horror and survival. Yeah, I think uh, it's very easy to recommend. Um, you know, and even if all the survival mechanics are like pretty optional, I still think there's a lot there that you can engage with. And they do some like really fun stuff with building and you can make some, there's a lot of really creative constructions you can do. Um and they still have yeah. like the dark side of it. If you want to go down that route of, you know, <laughs> cannibalism and using bones, human bones for things. And um, <laughs> I, we're a little guilty of that. I hope that they do more with that too. Like in the first game, I felt like, uh, and maybe it was mostly perception than reality, but in the first game, it felt like there was multiple effigy options. 
where you could like build yes. like advanced effigies. And in theory, they were supposed to ward off people more. And right yes, now, they don't. it doesn't feel like there's any warding. So that might help make the bases feel a little less punitive, too, if you took the time to, like, set up effigies right. on your territory and it, it, like, reduced the strength or frequency of raiding parties and stuff. That would be pretty helpful as well. Um, yeah. Because it was a little disappointing for, for specific in our game where, like, we did... We set up a wall that was probably like 300 oh trees, God. 300 trees yeah. or something. Took uh, forever. Spiked wall. And then the enemies walked right up to it and knocked it over. And we were like, <laughs> and we were like, I, I had maybe foolishly assumed that when you built a wall, it was impenetrable. Uh, <laughs> or at I, least take more than like a couple of swings. Yeah. And so I thought it would be impenetrable. And now it would be more like there would be the threat would be that there would always be guys outside your wall. Uh, but it didn't necessarily mean they would just like knock it down. And if you build a wall and you don't spike it, they'll literally just climb right over it. There's, <laughs> It's like no barrier. You're like, oh, I built a wall, but I didn't spike it. And they're just like, oh, it's fine. We'll just climb right over. Fuck you. So um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know. Yeah. I, no, I, I think there's a lot. The reward isn't there yet for building. But. Yeah. And, that, and that's just like the, the problem or I guess the issue for me. And it's not always going to be an issue for everybody. Like Fallout 4 had all that kind of like base and city building stuff uh, that I didn't enjoy. So I never engaged with. And it wasn't either. purposeful. I only built shit that allowed me to get access to like better crafting and stuff. But otherwise, right. fuck it. Yeah, that was basically what it was for me. Yeah, just uh, yeah, I don't care. Put up a couple of guns so I don't have to come over here all the time. <laughs> Other than that, you know. Yeah, uh, and, and that's fine, I guess. It's just kind of different things. Uh, I prefer the the building to have an actual in game reason. Um, but yeah, well, that you know, that's the Sons of the Forest, and uh, I guess we can wrap up there. You know, just say we've we've talked good of the forest. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely going to be worth revisiting. Um, yes, like me stopping playing right now is not like an indictment on the game. It's like me coming to terms with the fact that it's early access enough that I would uh, like to wait to play it in a more finished state because I don't I know myself. I don't like repeating narrative content in games a ton. So no, um, no, I mean. I don't mind. I have this kind of thing where I like to just like beat games that I like as quickly as I can. Not not speed run. I'm not that good, but I do like to replay things to try to kind of uh, maximize my playthrough. Uh, but you're not really paying attention to stuff at that point. Uh, but you know, redoing narrative stuff over and over again uh, for multiple people does get old. But. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and I just think that. You know, I it's enough of a story centric game with enough of parts that have to be done in a certain order that I don't want to repeat that because so sure. much so much of the fun of that game is the first time you open a facility and you're like, absolutely. Oh, maybe it'll be a tiny bunker. And, and then you're like, wait, this fucking keeps going. And you're like, what is happening? And it's always fun. Um, so cool looking too. Mm-hmm. like all their design is so cool in this game. So, yeah. Oh, it's it's just like the best experience, yeah. Um, uh, just ex- exploring that island. Um, so yeah, no, I and I, I'm certainly yeah. We'll we'll be back in it, you know. Uh, 
Can't keep us out of something where you punch trees. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I want to thank my guest, uh, Anthony Geigos, for taking the time to hang out with us uh, today. And, uh, you know, uh, Anthony, you want to plug anything? Give him a plug for uh, I um, know, something. I make a podcast called Rebel FM. You can listen if you want. It's um, It's everywhere. Uh, so you can listen to that. It's about games. It's like MasterCard. And then, um, you know, while the opinions on this are my own and not representative of the studio I work for, that studio does make a game called Subnautica that you can go check out. That's kind of a like yes. like story game, so you can check that out too. Yes, yeah, it's got a lot of cool building and stuff. Those are great games. And if you haven't heard of Subnautica, you need to check on yourself. Make sure you you're still <laughs> plugged in. Yeah. It's it's fairly out there. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. We will be back uh, next week. I believe uh, at least Nick and I are going to be talking about games. Who knows who else will show up? Uh, have a great weekend. We got day, touch up the rain.